I welcome you to another episode of Restored Life Podcast with Stanley. Here we learn how to grow our knowledge of God's Word and to rest in His goodness. On this platform, we will share how you can act on the Word of God, walk in your inheritance, and enjoy all God has made available to you in Christ Jesus. And I will continue in today's episode with part two of living victoriously through the name of Jesus. And my anchor passage was... In the um, book of 1 John, chapter, chapter 16, um, I beg your pardon, John chapter 16, 23 to 24. The Bible says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Hallelujah. And I said clearly, you know, that Jesus Christ made an emphatic statement here. He was saying, you ask the Father in my name, I will endorse it and the Father will give it to you. Hallelujah. You know, I remember talking about the fact that the efficacy of a name is in the person that it represents. The name of Jesus on the believer's lip is backed by an infinite power because the person and the authority that it represents is Jesus Christ himself. So when we pray in the name of Jesus, we do so boldly because we know him and we are subject to his authority. And because we're subject to his authority, every other thing that is created must be subject to us. Hallelujah. Today, I will go on to talk about praying according to his will. You know, many a believer lack the required confidence in approaching God. And others are not sure whether they are praying according to the will of God or not. And as a result, these believers are doubtful of the efficacy of their prayers. But what a joy it is to approach God the Father with confidence. To begin with, you know, I'd like to ask, do you have this confidence in approaching God? Is it thrilling for you to come to Jesus to pray? What a confidence it is when we approach the Father boldly, knowing that whatever we ask for, we would receive. And so I would like to ask you, what is this confidence that the Bible talked about? We are told in the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask Anything according to his will, he hears us. Hallelujah. What is the confidence? The fact that when we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That alone gives us confidence in approaching God. I'd like you to take note of the word according to his will in that passage. A knowledge of God's will is a precursor for our asking according to his will, right? This knowledge is not merely a head knowledge, but knowledge that is rooted in a relationship with God. So what is God's will? You know, God's will is larger than life itself. That's a subject for future episodes. But scripture narrows this down to one thing. The will of God is encapsulated in his word. Therefore, the will of God and his word are one. And we are told in Revelation chapter 19 verse 13 that the name of Jesus is the word of God. Thus, according to 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, where we read, If we ask anything in the name of Jesus, who is the word of God, we are asking according to his will. And we are assured that he, that he hears us. Hallelujah. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have already possessed what we have asked of him. 
Therefore, you know, this places prayer not just on a legal grounds, as I had said, but also places it, or rather makes it a business proposition. Because we approach God according to His will, He hears us and gives us what we have need of. That's business. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I recall Kenneth uh, Hagin making a strong statement in his book, um, The Name of Jesus. He said, and I quote, Understand that when it comes to praying for the other fellow about his needs and about his requests, the person's will comes in and his doubt can nullify the effects of my faith. But another person's unbelief, however, cannot affect my prayers for my needs. He goes on to say, some people say God always answers prayers. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. I never read that in the Bible. That is just human reasoning. Jesus did not say, hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive. However, sometimes he will say no. Sometimes he will say yes. And some other times he will say wait a while. What a profound truth that he has just made here. You know, your prayer life changes when you believe in this truth. That according to the words of Jesus in John chapter 16 verse 24, when you pray in the name of Jesus and not through his name and not in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, you will receive what you've asked for and your joy will be full. This is God's promise for all his children. Many people do not know that God wants your joy to be full. Some people think that, well, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want me to be very joyful. He wants our joy to be full. And he says one way that your joy can be full is when you ask the Father anything in the name of Jesus. So please start asking right so that your joy will be full. Hallelujah. We are authorized to exercise our authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we are authorized to use his name. Put another way, we have the legal right to use the name of Jesus. And when his name is breathed in prayer, it is the Father's joy to recognize it and to respond accordingly. In Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 20, Jesus, having received all authority in heaven and in the earth, authorized the church, that is you and me, to go in his name and do great things. This means that concerning matters on this earth, it is not so much up to God as it is up to us. Therefore, how much we accomplish with this authority is a matter of great significance. You know, I would like to explain this further with the signet ring of the Old Testament king. A signet contained an emblem unique to the king. At that time, the official documents were sealed with a dollop of soft wax impressed with the king's signet, usually kept on a ring on his finger. Such a seal certified the document as genuine, much like a notary public stamp today. Recall how in book of 1 Kings 21 verse 8, the wicked Queen Jezebel used her husband King Ahab's signet ring to seal documents in the king's name, and whatever was sealed by that ring was as though it was a king that wrote it. In Exodus chapter 8 verse 2 verse 7 and verse 8, we read thus. The king took off his signet ring, which he had reclaimed from Haman, and presented it to Mordecai, and Esther appointed him over, es of, over Haman's estate. King Ahasuerus replied to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, 
He said, because Haman attacked the Jews, I have given his estate to Esther, and they have impaled him on the pole that he set up. Now write another decree in the king's name in behalf of the Jews, as it seems best to you, and seal it with the king's signet ring. For no document written in the king's name and sealed with his ring can be revoked. Hallelujah. Friends, these verses are in the same Bible you read. In the same way, Jesus actually took off his signet ring and gave it to the church. Because Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, is the same yesterday and today and forever. He hasn't changed. So also his word. So, you know, the first time that I learned of this document called um, Authority to Pay was at my college enrollment and registration. At that time, I had my school fees but could not pay until I was cleared and given an authority to pay. And with the authority to pay, my money was accepted as school fees. So you could have your money intended as school fees. But as long as you have no authority to pay, your money had no purchasing power for that intended purpose. Now, if you go home with your authority to pay without using it to pay your fees, then the authority to pay is useless to you as your enrollment remains incomplete. You know, in the same way, Jesus has given us the signet ring, which is his authority to use his name. If we hide it away and forego you know, uh, it altogether, then we do not have or enjoy the benefits of using his name. It is ours to use the authority as it is intended. And, you know, and we know that anything that we seal with the authority of his name, anything we seal with the signet ring of his name becomes a law. For when we bind a thing here on earth, the Bible says it is bound in heaven. When we lose a thing here on earth, the Bible says it is loosed in heaven. Another translation says whatever we allow here on earth is allowed. Whatever we we, we disallow is disallowed. Hallelujah. So whatever we ask in his name, Jesus takes our place in prayer. Legally, he is the one asking. Therefore, the Father will do it. What a word. Honestly, I end today, you know, by bringing to, to, um, to bear the fact that there are endless possibilities unfolded in the name of Jesus and it is beyond our understanding here on earth. But according to our opening scripture, Jesus literally signed a check and turned it over to us. Fill it out and cash it. I tell you that all that we have today and all that we can access today is not all that the name of Jesus can provide. But I pray for you today that you will be able to access more of what Jesus and his name provides for you. That you will go out today and begin to use the name of Jesus Christ to accomplish great things. Hallelujah. Amen. If you've been blessed by today's podcast, please feel free to share with others and look forward to the third episode on this topic. God bless you real good. Amen.